Hey, Billy, you know what's awesome? <laughs> what's that, man? The Friday the 13th movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, most of them, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> First couple. <laughs> brought this one up let's uh let's 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 first introduce everybody to ourselves i'm billy stewart this is rick morgan hi I have a show called you know what's awesome podcast wait i have a show called scary dad podcast wherein we talk about things that are scary for like 160 episodes and we're still working on moving forward with that rick is the host of many many horror podcasts <laughs> <laughs> all of them failed apparently but anyways uh yeah so, hell so, hell ming you know we we talk about hell ming power hour we talk a bit of some horror stuff uh which we go to the horror convention at, at uh, dallas every year that we can and that's where we kind of met up and everything so that's fantastic uh short bus was with johnny krug who's a big horror guy and of course that's a lot of the stuff we cover there because there's nothing better than a really bad horror movie. Uh, my new show, Rad Movie Rama, I'm pretty much covering mostly either sex, sex exploitation or sexploitation films, drive-in classics, and good old horror flicks. <laughs> so there you go. That's why we're here. So, so, so the question you might be asking yourself is, has You Know What's Awesome just turned into a horror movie podcast? And the answer to the question is no, <laughs> no. but it is October, near October, and we've been wanting to talk about this one for a while, so we put up a poll a few days ago, and this particular subject didn't even get voted on, because nobody wanted to listen to it. Nobody nobody wanted to hear about it, <laughs> but, but we've been wanting to talk about it since before we started the show, it's probably yeah. for a couple of years before You Know It's Awesome showed up. Yeah. And we love it, and it's close to our hearts. And so we're going to talk about the Friday the 13th ah. franchise. Um, the movies, the characters, the the legacy, and um, yeah, all of that fun stuff. And that's going to kick us off into the next few episodes that are going to be all about horror movies or, you know, yeah, yeah. kind of the, the Halloween season in general. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's where we came from, and that's where we're going. So, what's well, your favorite Friday? Uh, we're going to start there already? Dang. Oh, no, no. Like, we don't need to start there. <laughs> we, can, we can not. You you said well, because you, you obviously had something to say. And I have my pen like David Letterman, where I'm just like, you know what? I'm just making scribbles over here. I'm not even writing words. Oh, I'm just afraid. Of, I'm just afraid if we say that immediately, then people would be like, click. <laughs> yep. Like, well, I didn't like that one. So, <laughs> so how about this? How about uh, what's the first memory you have of just Friday the Thirteenth in general? What I mean was it was it hearsay? Because I've got a story behind mine. So. Is it hearsay, or did you actually go see one of the movies? What was the first one you saw? Well, my parents would not have ever brought me to a Friday the 13th. Right. Because, like, we already talked about the Beastmaster at some point. Yeah. Which could be a whole show later. Absolutely. But um, but 
Beastmaster being as violent and full of boobs as it was, was essentially a Friday the 13th movie with uh, hairy boots and, and ferrets, right? Like, yeah, it, it it's pretty violent and full of boobs, which is what a Friday the 13th movie is. Yep. Um, I don't know. I can't say. I uh, Well, I can. I want to hear your story first. <laughs> I can I can I can say this. My first exposure to anything Friday the 13th is and was, and it took me years to figure out where the scene came from. I remember my dad was watching a movie, and I got up when I shouldn't have been up, and I came in there, and he didn't have time to either pause the VCR or change the channel, and this dude on the TV stepped into a trap, and it pulled him up into a tree and where he was dangling, and a backwards curved machete slashed the kid's throat. Yeah. I remember that. That is just yeah in my mind yeah as something that would be a really really crappy day <laughs> you, know, like, <laughs> you 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 would not want this to happen to you it wasn't until probably decades later that i saw it in friday the 13th part 2 and i was like oh i've seen this one like like marty mcfly oh yeah i've seen this one before this has haunted yeah. me my whole life so uh, yeah, that 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 scene in part two. So wow, story behind yours. <laughs> yeah, well, mine. Uh, I had an uncle that went and seen it, seen the original movie when it came out, and he was just describing what he saw, which you know, high body count, which is very unusual for any movie back then. And he just went on and on about you know, dude in a wheelchair and. You know, dragging the girl's feet. I mean, I remember seeing the trailer on regular TV, too, and just being terrified by, you know, there's all this carnage. And you would just hear these stories from people of certain scenes that would happen in the movie and stuff. And in 81, uh, my mom remarried and had my own bedroom, had cable TV, wasn't allowed to watch... <laughs> You know, wasn't allowed to watch anything R-rated, but for some reason I knew that the first Friday the 13th was on. And I had my volume on my little TV all the way down, and I kind of flicked over to the channel. And <laughs> have I told you this? No. Have I not? Okay. I'm, I'm having a blast. So, so I'm got, seeing you as like yeah, <laughs> man. As a little kid being like, oh my God. Well, I, 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 I turned it on and it's the scene where she's out in the canoe, right? It's already over. This is the end of the movie. You know, and it's the jump scare. It's Jason coming up out of the water. Dude, I lost my crap because, again, I, I knew nothing of this movie except hearing about the the, the the slasher scenes, right? So I'm expecting to see, you know, that kind of stuff. And just like everybody in the theater, when when he come up out of the water and grabbed her, I, I mean, I'm sitting there with no sound on, and I know I just went, <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of gave it away what I was watching. But that was that was my first moment of seeing anything Friday the Thirteenth, and from there on, I had to chase that dragon, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, part two, man. Part two is probably the first one that I saw the entirety of. And 
I was blown away by part two. <laughs> well, I was going to say, because you said you had your memories. For me, like, I saw that, like, so part two, if if part two came out in, what, 81? Yeah. Like, late 81, I would have been, like, six, five or six years old when my dad was watching this movie. It was, like, yeah. I don't know how. I don't remember. Like, all I remember was that machete, that knife, that, right. that rope trap. Fast forward three or four years, whatever. I'm like nine, ten years old. Well, I had to have been nine because part five came out in two, in 85. So I would have been nine years old. So I would have been ten years old when it was in uh, the video store. Yeah. So go to the video store. They've got the the posters for Friday the 13th part five and new beginning. It's got the hockey mask with the, the light behind it. Yeah. And if you turn your back on the mask or on the, on the video, it's got, um, the one redneck dude on the motorcycle who's getting his head <laughs> chopped off. Right. And then it's got a picture of Jason just kind of standing there and looking pissed off. And he's got the blue, yeah. uh, stripes on his mask. Yeah. And I used to sit there and I would look at that one and then I'd look at part four with the, uh, the hockey mask with the, yeah, with the, the knife, knife stuck through the eye. Yeah. Um, you know, just look at the video covers because I was a little kid and ain't nobody going to let me watch this movie. Like you say, you know, you get what you can out of it. You talk to your friends, they've all seen it, but then they're all like, they're all full of crap, too. Yeah. Like, none of them have seen it. Like, oh, you know, you just stabbed him, like, 18 times. Like, <laughs> you watch it later, you're like, no, nobody stabbed him 18 times. But, but um, I remember part five. Part five was current to my, yeah, like, and just looking at that video case was, like, oh, I have to know what's going on. Yeah. Like, I really do. I just, I just <clears> need <throat> to know what the story is behind this. Yeah. Kind of like I said, it was like Jaws 3. Jaws 3 is not the worst of them, but it's certainly not the best of them. <laughs> but this is this is where you start, and then you, you track backwards. Yeah. And I don't know how I managed to do it. I was probably like 11 years old, and I got my parents because I had a sleepover with some, some my cousin and some friends. And I got them to rent us Friday the 13th, Part 5, A New Beginning. <laughs> And we had pallets on the floor with sleeping bags. We were like, (laughs) not even talking like the big old, like nice 60 inch screen like we have now. Right. We're talking like a 20 inch TV inside of an entertainment center because my parents were, 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 were normal. (laughs) Like we weren't super rich, but we also, we had a 20 inch TV (laughs) With the VCR, and they punched that thing in there. And I pretty much lost it as soon as uh, Not Jason with the axe yeah. chopped also Not Jason with the candy bar. Hey, right. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm out. <laughs> this is too scary for me. I yeah. can't deal. <laughs> but then... But then I came back for the boobs, and there were some of those. Yeah. But then they stabbed stabbed her through the eyes. Yeah, they did. Oh, my God, dude. Like, 
I I kind of like after that scene, I kind of crept backwards and I couldn't I couldn't do it anymore. I was like nine, like like I said, ten, eleven years old, maybe at wow. the oldest. And I, I like at, at ten years old, I had gutted a deer. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't deal with the 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 uh, uh, head clippers through yeah. the eyes. And and so that being said, moving forward all of these years and hearing people talk all kinds of mess about Friday the 13th part five, <laughs> I have to say, oh, no, no, you don't understand how scary that thing actually could be <laughs> to a 10 year old. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who's never who, who, who's never seen shears through eyes or boobs or any of those right. other things. Right. There's a special place in my heart for the for the blue Jason. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I it's it's one of those things that I never was a fan of part 5 just because of having to find a reason for another Jason, but the kills in that movie are brutal. Probably as brutal mm. as anything else that's been put on screen at at that point for sure. Uh that it it really delivers on the gore, man. It's it's up there. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, part four, I think part four is where I became a, just a full fledged kind of, all right, I'm all in. We would have get togethers and, you know, watch the tapes. So I was, you know, probably 13 at that time. So that was right up my alley, right? That's right when you're starting to, to see all this stuff. But, um, yeah, uh, part two, I, over the years, the more and more that I, I see that one, the more I like it. And I I kind of like Jason with the toe sack on his head. I think it's because mm-hmm. it reminds me of uh, Town That Dreaded Sundown, which <laughs> terrified me as a kid as well. So, I don't know. There's there's something about that that, that always drew me to it. And I'm, I mean, I know the hockey mask is iconic, you know, no doubt about it. But there's something about that that makes it even even less expressionable, you know, with the <laughs> with the, the sack on his head. So I don't know if it's a just a subliminal thing for me of, of why it was scarier, but I don't know. But you know, it's it's one of those things where to me some movies Jason was cool, sometimes he wasn't, you know. Uh you, you grow to you grow to end up loving the guy, right? <laughs> On on uh, Scary Dad, Scott and I have discussed Friday Thirteen a lot, and you know when I think whenever we first started discussing it, his, his favorite's always been Baghead Jason Part Two. Yeah, and mine was always Part Four. Yeah, because Part Four, I think, out of the entire series, Part Four is probably the most cohesive movie. And like, there, there's a lot of plot holes and everything, but yeah. it just straight up like. It doesn't try to explain him or like yep. it just rex- resurrects him and then he kills people and then he goes and kills some more people and then that's fine. And then he's just a menace throughout the whole series. Right. Through the rest of the movie. Part two, he's he's like redneck in a shack in the woods. You know, right. He's, he, he, it's, it's a frightening. But with Scary Dad, for example, we always would talk about it's like you can have great cinema. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's scary. Right. And it's like, 
if if I'm given to pause and reflect on the sun the sunset over a uh, gabled roof, it does. That's fine, except for I'm here to watch a horror movie, so scare me, right? Right. Part two and part three, I think, are the scariest out of the out of the series. Um, it's like definitely it's like definitely part, where you could five, you could tell that's where they were really starting to develop what this was gonna be, even though right. they I still don't think they really knew. But to me, part two has that same gritty thing that you get out of a Texas chainsaw or something like that. And it, you, mm-hmm. you kind of nailed it with the backwoods hillbilly kind of thing. There's something so primitive about that, that, that always gets to me. And I always think of more seventies cinema when I think of that stuff. And he's, let's face it, man, Jason's kind of rapey in part two, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it, it, he's just, I don't know. There's something more menacing about it. Maybe because he's dressed like, you know, Jethro Bodine, <laughs> from from the neck down, um, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, he he is messed up, but you wouldn't expect somebody like you 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 wouldn't expect a, a like he he's not Christian Bale, he's not American Psycho, right? Like you can't be Jason Voorhees and be all debonair, right? And you know that was another thing that Scott and I have talked about is. Like this, this drive that happened with uh, J- F- uh, Freddy versus Jason to turn him into kind of a, you know, yeah, sad sack hero or whatever. Like, no, 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 he, he's just a psychopath who just right. kills everything that comes around him. Yep. Um, they say that Jason never runs. Well, watch part two and part three. Exactly. He runs a lot. Yep. He runs a lot, and he doesn't run shambling zombie-like. He actually runs with intent and succeeds. Yeah. Jason doesn't do this and that. No, Jason kills a dog. Right in part two, the little dog runs up to him, and he looks down, and, like, the next time they see the dog, it's, like, all kinds of messed up. Didn't he throw one through the window in part four? Uh, Dude, I think he he does. (laughs) I think he does. Yeah, he's not. He's he's, he's not nice. Yeah, he's a killer. That's the thing. It's yeah, like... he's a killer. I mean, and that's and it's just you know that, that that's that's where you end up messing up is when you start trying to give an explanation, right? Mm-hmm. You, all the explanation you needed was in the first movie, and he's just the entity that goes on from there. But when you start trying to keep breaking it down and breaking it down, and I don't know, you end up doing more damage. That's the curse of any kind of series. Series is you try to explain too much, and you just work yourself back in a corner, and you're like, reboot. Yep. <laughs> Which part? Part six is actually a reboot. I mean, you think about part, it; like they call it part six. Part six could but be the it, best one, man. Part six could be the it, best one. It, it seriously, I still want to like. I don't want to go to six yet because. We're still on the horror movie side of right. things, right? Because part 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 six changed the dynamic yeah. of everything. You know, you got part one, who is Pamela Voorhees, who's mourning her lost child thirty years after he died and stabbing people. It's a plausible story. Yeah. Part two, not so plausible. Yeah. 
<laughs> really? Yeah. Like, that's why Tom Savini didn't come back for part two, because he was like, whoa, 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 wait, no, Jason's he, dead. That's dead. the whole reason part yeah. one happened. Right. Like, 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 part one was a self-contained story, but he, he did come back for, for later editions. Right. Because the money was just too good. But, um, you know, part two with the bag on his head, he does have some brutal kills. Yep. Well, the whole thing that he's still got his mom's head. Mm-hmm. That I mean, that's uh, that goes back to that Texas Chainsaw thing again. It's it's, it's Ed Gein, right? Because or Ed Gein, however you want to say it. But this guy was going around killing people because his mama and his head told him to, right? Mm-hmm. What's different between that and Jason Voorhees, right? Because apparently that's what he hears. Well, in in part two, whenever they were going for pure horror, and again you have the 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 chainsaw massacre whatever but whenever they actually do make it to his cabin and they see the shrine that he's got yeah he's got the dead people so he's got the cop that he buried yeah the, uh, which if you want to if you want a scene of jason running there you go there's jason running after the cop and burying a hammer that, that hammer man to claw that hammer Woo! that's rough <laughs> and what's her name with the mickey mouse t-shirt on yeah uh, that yeah. that he he kills off screen. You don't see him kill her. Yeah. But then she's she's laying on top of the cop. But then you see uh, Annie, who's the yep. hero from from, and she gets killed at the beginning with the ice pick. Right. And she's all decomposed, wrapped around the shrine of the mother. Yeah. Like there there is a a, a sadistic end death worshiping sort yeah. of Absolutely. weirdness to Jason that they kind of lost with the rest of the series. Like they could have gone in a completely different direction. Right. But, uh, <laughs> and, and I think that's what bothered me about part two is, you know, Hey mom, look what I did. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, I'm doing this for you. That kind of mentality thing, which is, that's just creepy, man. And again, because it's happened in real life, you know. Like I said, Ed, Ed Gein killing people and, you know, because his dead mama told him to. I mean, which, you know, how many movies were based off that guy? But So they kind of tied that in. And then, just like what you're talking about now with the bodies being exposed, how many movies followed that trend, right? At the end of every movie, they go to where the serial killer is and there's all the bodies laying around or happy birthday to me mm-hmm. or, you know. So that became the trend, right? And uh, I don't know, man. I, I I like two a lot. Three, I think, is a lot of fun. Um, that's when you started getting. They started getting some real money, right? Mm-hmm. That's when they really were saying, "Hey, we got us. Let's do a three D movie." <laughs> <laughs> well, and like you said, like, well, Jason was a little bit rapey. Well, it's like Chris. She's like, oh, I ran away from my parents. Like. Completely not related to the Friday the 13th franchise in any way. Chris, the final girl in part three. Right. She's telling the story and she's like lives in one of the lake houses and she gets in a fight with her mom. And so she goes and runs out into the woods and just sits down and falls asleep. And when she wakes up, there's an unmasked Jason Mm -hmm. 
stumbles stumbles over her, wakes her up, and then just tries to kill her and like chases her until she runs away and finally finally escapes. Yeah. That is horribly frightening. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like that is that is terrifying. And then she's like, oh, the, she spends the whole rest of the time being like, oh my god, it's that guy who's <laughs> killing all of my friends. It's like this this dude, I'm like, yeah, I told you this place, this is, these woods were not haunted. These woods were haunted. This is like not a good <laughs> idea to come here. But we're all gonna just go here and camp and and drink and smoke and have a good time, even though there's this crazy malformed killer in the woods. Like, ah. Who was worried about that? Yeah, you know, if he shows up, he shows up. If he doesn't, right. he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, but man. Part three has some killer kills. Yeah, and it really is, especially coming up to the end of it. Yeah. Um, what's What's great is they have a. Apparently, Chris was not supposed to survive. Like they were gonna right. break. They were gonna break uh, tradition, which is kind of what Friday the Thirteenth did. Yeah. So they're like, oh, it's not a killer. It's a killer's mom. Yeah. Like, like they were going to break all of that and have it to where Jason actually killed Chris. And they have footage of him cutting off her head. Well, that's the thing. They said that the, there's a new box set that's coming out that's actually got all the deleted gore from part two. It's, they didn't put it back in the movie, but they got it where you can actually see these scenes that were cut. And... uh so there's a lot of people that's kind of hooping and hollering about that right now. So that's it's kind of cool that it's taken this long for somebody to say, "Oh yeah, we got that. It's over here in this this box of footage." You know. <laughs> oh, did you not hear that story? <laughs> yeah. Oh, hold on. Let, let let's uh, take a break. We'll be right back. June night in 1980, Friday the 13th, 12 of her friends were murdered. Why should Friday the 13th, 1981, be any different? Friday the 13th, part two. The body count continues. 14. Thank 
count on for terror is not over. Friday the 13th, part two. Did you see that story that was just released of the guy who was trying to put footage together and he reached out to one of the original producers? He's like, I might have that. And it was in a VHS in a box in his attic. <laughs> yeah. And they had to like they had to take the VHS and he, he wouldn't allow it to be mailed because he didn't want it to get lost again. Right. So he drove to his house for like five or six hours and he got it, but then the tape was all stuck together, so they baked it to unrelease the tape <laughs> so they could like and these are professional tape right doing things with people. Right. Like, oh, we'll just bake this VHS tape. Like, take the tape <laughs> off and just like put it in the oven, and it'll be okay. Like, it's all good. <laughs> but they found all of this footage that had been yeah. heretofore lost, and yeah, actually, yeah, I want to I see some of that. Yeah, I know. There's Pretty a, amazing. a lot of people that are excited about that. And the other reason that I and we talked about this before we started, but what brought this to mind of why we should talk about it is they're going to re-release the original movie in theaters, and it's being remastered to be shown again. Now, it's that's an update I saw on Facebook, so I'm I'm assuming that it's real. <laughs> but yeah. uh, that kind of that kind of made me go, okay, now that's kind of cool, right? I mean. With with a time like now, when everything's kind of shut down, you know, we're starting to dust off all these classics. It's so cool to just see, hey, Gremlins is on at the theater again, you know. Uh-huh. So, yeah, why not bring these out and, and dust them off and, and make people understand why these movies are still talked about. So, um, yeah, uh, going through those early movies, they were totally horror flicks. They had the formula down. By the third movie, they had that formula down very well. Effects were getting better as they went along. And just like what you're saying when I go, six, six was kind of a game changer because that's really the time period where horror movies became fun. There was a definite switch. And I almost want to say Evil Dead 2, Reanimator, something happened right in there which mm-hmm. made you go, hey, I can watch Reanimator and Big Trouble from Little China and get the same feeling from both of them. You know, so something happened in the horror world, and they were leaning more towards it being not only it's going to gross you out, and you're going to see some crazy stuff, but it's going to be a fun ride. And uh, six, six was amazing, and it, but it, but it's not strictly horror like the other ones were. Right. Well, and that's what I was, you know, with with five, with the new beginning. Five is still straight <laughs> up. I mean, it was brutal. It- it was a brutal like that was probably the more Texas Chainsaw yeah. of the of, of the of the entire series. Like that the kills were mean and like whether or not you like Roy Burns or the Scooby Doo ending. Yeah. Uh, again, my my sympathies lie with the screenwriter who's being like Yeah. Like, hey <laughs> we need you to write a Friday the thirteenth. You have a masked killer that is not Jason Voorhees in Crystal Lake can't be Jason Voorhees. Go. Go. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Masked killer kills everybody. (laughs) It isn't Jason Voorhees. (laughs) At the end. Like, you know, like, what what do you do? Because back then they were just like, this is what you get. 
And then, and then whoever wrote part six, they were like, okay, well, that didn't work out. People didn't like it. So you have a mass killer in Crystal Lake who is Jason Voorhees, but he's still dead. <laughs> and go. Like, well, okay, well, then he's just resurrected. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a zombie Jason. Zombie Jason. And zo- <laughs> zombie Jason is awesome. I, like, I've never, I've never shied away from zombie Jason. Zombie Jason is a force of nature. Right. He's a force of not nature. He's zombie Jason. Right. <laughs> I love zombie Jason. I do too. To a certain extent. <laughs> I, I love the fact that that he can bend time and space to he he can completely assail an RV and take a woman's face and push it into the metal <laughs> and instead of just having a dent pop out in the RV or to have some rivets pop out he can have a actual indentation of her face <laughs> indentation of her face in the metal yeah man that's great man i mean that not, is awesome <laughs> not to think that he would just smash her head against it and that would just be the end of it no her, her face is going to be imprinted on the outside of the vehicle from the inside <laughs> yeah man that's <laughs> that's fantastic and that's the thing, man. They they had to get so creative, you know. I always think about George Romero talking about when they did uh, Dawn of the Dead. He told Savini, "Make just come up with as many ways to kill people as you can think, and we'll throw them all in the movie." And I think there's a point when they kind of had to do this here. Hey, just make up some ways that Jason can kill some people, and we'll just make it happen. So yeah, man. I just I love I love this time period because I think after they got past five. And it still was rolling. You could do anything at that point. And I think six is a pure example of that. Of hey, let's make him super Jason. Make him super strong. He's back from the dead. So all the laws of the world don't matter to him anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> they didn't really before. Like they never really explained why he could just get up from that head wound. Right. But, yeah. You know. Yeah. He did. Yeah. But, but now he can just turn around and run his hand through you. He don't have to have a weapon. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, we did talk about Karate Kid last time. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm going to school to learn how to actually do that. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it, it's it's this thing that you do where you just kind of curve as you punch. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> reach in. Because Chuck Norris did it, too. Yeah. In in missing an action. It's Chuck or Norris. It missing action part two. Like where he reached into the <laughs> Like that was the thing in the eighties was oh, just yeah. like punching into ripping people's hearts into out torsos. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, man. But then we get to part seven. I'm gonna say it right now. I love part seven. It is ridiculous. But it's my kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I was going to say, part seven seems almost like a short bus sort of thing. Where yeah. It's, it's, it's so, like, well, <laughs> kick us back to part five, where it's like, you got a big body count, but then you got the, the couple who are singing, baby, 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 after he, <laughs> like, takes a bite of a bad taco. Right. And he's in an outhouse. <laughs> it's like, dude. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine the writing room. Right. Like you got you got a guy, a couple guys with or girls or whatever with a spiral notebook. 
They're like, okay, we got two characters to kill. What are we going to do? It's like, okay, we're going to put them in RV, and we're going to give them bad tacos, and we're going <laughs> to put them into an outhouse. It's those damn enchiladas. have them <laughs> singing love songs while one guy is crapping his head off. <laughs> And his girlfriend is sexually walking around the outhouse singing to him. And then Jason's just going to kill him. It's like, dude, those guys, whoever that is, deserve it. <laughs> like, oh. That is the worst crap ever. Yeah, it's, it's, but, it's, but it's iconic, man. I mean, people that love, the, love that movie, that, that's one of those scenes they love. And For me, part seven, though, I think because I went with one of my best friends, and we went to watch this movie, and we had a blast watching this movie in the theater. We weren't scared one bit. It's just the fact <laughs> of, you know, okay, we, who who could go toe-to-toe with Jason? Well, it had to be somebody with some kind of powers. Okay, let's just make that happen. I mean, I just love the fact that all the way through it, it's kind of like Pee Wee Herman fighting uh, the fat kid. <laughs> it's, it's that kind of mentality. Francis. Because Francis. Francis. Or it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Jason becomes Yosemite Sam, right? <laughs> I hate that rabbit. I mean, you kind of get that with this. He's like, <laughs> I hate that girl. I mean, she shoots nails in my face and makes a light come down and smash me in the head. The cord wraps around my neck and hangs me, and she's just standing over there. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that girl. You know, it's. I mean, we just were dying, man. We were laughing so hard. I just, I don't know, man. I got a soft spot for that movie. It's ridiculous. But it's entertaining. I have to say, like, <laughs> um, when I lived in in the small town in, in outside of Corpus Christi, Texas, we didn't go to the movies very often. And what we did, they were the dollar movies. Because <laughs> yeah. there was the... <laughs> there was the regular movies over there, like like across the hall from each other. Like there was a food court in between. There's a dollar movie and there's a regular movie. But I remember I chose, like I had a choice. I could choose the like Beetlejuice oh. or Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven. Wow. Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth was in uh, in the dollar movie or had just come out. Either way, because Beetlejuice was was summer movie and Beetlejuice was older and Friday the Thirteenth just come out. Yeah, I chose Beetlejuice. Yeah, I chose <laughs> give it uh, Indiana Jones Part Three. I chose wisely because <laughs> Friday the 13th part 7 was so ridiculous yeah. like even at that point like part 5 scared the Jesus out of me yeah and then like everything but Beetlejuice was such a great movie like top down like well crafted yeah. well acted good yeah. story Beetlejuice actually because I, I was at an age where Beetlejuice actually scared me it had a couple of sure. moments where yeah. they pulled their face yeah, off the, and the, like, the, yeah. you're like oh, oh crap you know, like it's not—it's not a uh, walking around soul-searching fear, but it was enough to be like, "Oh shit, this is yeah. a good movie." I never—I never had that from Friday the Thirteenth. I'm like, "Whoa!" The, the, <laughs> the thing about part part seven is he get—he gets the girl, right? Like in the sleeping yeah. bag. Oh yeah. So it, it sleeping bag kill—it's iconic, right? Yeah. Watch this. 
He reaches down, he grabs a sleeping bag around her head, picks her up <laughs> and swings and smashes her into the tree, and then her broken head falls out of the sleeping bag. Right. It's like, wait, wait, wait a second, wait a second. No, you hit her. You're just, like, not saying it wouldn't hurt, <laughs> but she's upside down comparatively because you would have just picked her up by you, the shoulders. You got to remember, man, legs into the- you got to remember it's Super Jason. Super Jason. So he <laughs> yeah. slung her against a tree. It, it probably broke every bone in her body. <laughs> yeah, like she, she just falls I mean, out. You got to remember, he stabs a party horn in a dude's eye. You know, I mean, yeah. that's a that's a paper <laughs> it's a paper party horn, and he goes, her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but man, man, like I said, those, that's why we were just dying because it's like. Yeah, just they're just just make it happen, right? I love the fact there's a scene where somebody's running, then all of a sudden you hear him like cranking something, and he comes out of there with that weed eater that's got the big circular saw blade on it. It was like, yeah, <laughs> where did you get that? From? He's got power tools. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so do we want to skip part eight because? Man, I I just I can't I can't. I can't do part eight, man. I just can't. I, I can't, can't do either. it. I can't do it. For so, anybody who hasn't heard it before, Friday the 13th part eight, Jason takes Manhattan <laughs> is, I think it's like an hour and 40 minutes long and it's an hour and 20 minutes of not Manhattan. Not, not in Manhattan. <laughs> and it is 20 minutes of crap. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but the first part was crap too, so don't don't bother. Yeah, it's and not then he's good. also wet for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> he's just always wet. That's the new look, right? You know, because he's been he's been underwater. You know, the the girl from part seven had him, you know, go underwater and get you know stuck underwater for. She so also long. cursed him with the ability not to dry off. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> That's why he hates he's, her so much. Been... <laughs> All right, so part nine. Um, Jason goes Jason to hell. Jason goes to hell. Yeah. Dude, I saw I saw that movie like three times in the theater. Yeah. Just because my friends were like, dude, it's a Friday the 13th movie and we need to go see it. And it's not part eight. Like, <laughs> we were really... <laughs> we were... Because <laughs> we also liked uh, uh, The New Nightmare. Yeah. Uh, the... I did too. Scott didn't like New Nightmare. He'll yeah. he'll go off for an hour about how much it sucks, and that's fine because I go off for a long time about how things suck. But sure, <laughs> he, he was not a fan of New Nightmare. Um, or, or what about Freddy's Dead? Do you like that one too? I saw that oh, one. Yeah. I saw that in a theater about three or four times because they had the three D mm-hmm. part in it, and you had the glasses and stuff. I thought that was kind of fun. Not great movies, but you know, again, mo- the the so idea. Fun. These movies had changed, right? Uh, but for Jason Goes to Hell, it's just a, a a more horror version of The Hidden. It's really what it is. <laughs> it is. I I think that after again like changing from part four to part five, where there's kind yeah. of the and then part six, like so so the Jason in part six is the same Jason from part five, right? Because they have to dig yeah. him up. Yeah. No, like let's let's not get too deep into the fact that Jason in part six was only buried like two feet deep. Because 
Because <laughs> apparently that you said they had money, but they didn't have money to actually put a proper grave. All right. <laughs> but Jason goes to hell was like, okay, every time Jason dies, it's a different guy carrying on the Jason name. Right. But that's not how it always seemed. <laughs> Where was the guy? Yeah. Like, the, the continuity, the backwards continuity didn't seem right. It was like, in part one, it was his mom. In part two, it was him. In part three, it was him. Part four, it was him. Yeah. In part five, it wasn't him. Right. But in six, it was a resurrected... Him. Yeah. Him. Yep. Seven, him. Eight, him. Nine. Nine. He starts off him. But 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 then also, like... Did the, did the every time every time he dies he becomes takes somebody on a else. different body. It's like wait, that doesn't make like, right. no. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Roy Burns did not have a Jason slug in him. Right. Yeah, it's just like, a... if if that was if that was the case, it would have been a different thing. But yeah. no, he was a he he was a stopgap. Yeah. So like part nine was difficult because like I remember even in theater being like. Is, did I miss one of them? <laughs> like, was there a crossover? Something happened here. They didn't see. Yeah, I think they were just trying to find another way to keep it going. That way, you could always claim it's still Jason, but it technically not be Jason. So that might have been an avenue that they were trying to go with. And uh, and like I said, it's it's the hidden. I don't know if you. I mean, the hidden is one of my mm-hmm. favorite sci-fi movies and it's exactly what this is body jumping but it happens to be a serial killer right and uh instead of an alien and uh come on uh the scene where he's chasing the girl at the beginning and it's all set up and it's the military and they they blow him up you had to stand up and go all right that's a good way to start and then yeah i I agree yeah that that was because they always start the same and yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they're like blow them up, and then then they've all got the radios. And they're like, you know, call them back to calm, blah blah blah, like tar- target. <laughs> like he's all gone. They're all congratulating the girl. They're like patting her on her back. Right, good performance. Like way to go. She's like some kind of uh, uh, the agent of yeah. some sort. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, again, it was trying to keep it kind of fun. And of course, this is. What year was that? Was that 90 when it came out? Or was it a little later than that? No. Yeah, that was like 90, 91, something yeah. like that. It's kind of what I thought. Maybe 92, somewhere around in there. So, you know, the whole movie scene, the horror movie world was really changing at that point. So, yeah, this that is... That was before Scream came yeah. and like made people appreciate what had come before. Right, right. So this is that, Which that Scream, weird period. Scream became a parody of itself as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But... Yeah. Scream, the Wes Craven's Scream, yeah. was a love letter to yeah. pretty much the entire Absolutely. 80s and 70s horror th- horror genre being like, hey, yep. you don't... It's, it's like you can almost imagine Wes Craven's doing a cover of Cinderella's You Don't Know What You Got Until It's Gone. Because, <laughs> you know... Right. Because... Yeah, it, it, hit, it hit all those buttons, man, for sure. And that's, I think that's just kind of what was going on here. They were just trying to keep it going. I don't know, maybe it's, you know, you hear these stories about like the Hellraiser movies and they started just making some movies just so they could keep the rights. 
And you kind of wonder mm-hmm. about that with, with Jason Goes to Hell. There's some ideas and concepts that are in it that I really like. And there's some I'm like, yeah, you know, that's kind of weak. You can tell <laughs> it was shot on a super budget. But come on, man, it all comes down to the ending, right? I mean, we know where we're heading with this series is, you know, when, when Freddy's glove comes up out of the ground and grabs the mask and pulls it down in, into hell. It's on. Yep. <laughs> For what, like 10 or 15 years? A long time. <laughs> it was a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Then you got good old... Uh... Yeah, Jason X. Once, well, two scenes. The frozen chick face. Yeah, yeah. That he bashes. Sure. Which, which is essentially just a remake of the Halloween Part Two. Right. Uh, Hot tub scene. Yep. It's literally the same scene, so yep. it gets a whole lot of accolades, except for she's cold and this one was hot. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's an iconic kill, so sure. it's okay. I'm like, yeah, I gotta knock it. Except right. for then, when they say that Jason has the biggest kill count compared to Michael and Freddy, and they don't take into account because they're like, okay, I think Jason has like 165 kills or 169. Yeah. So in franchise wide, from part one to the reboot, Jason has 165 kills. I think. Michael has 140 or something like that. Yeah. Freddy's like 110. Like, it just... Yeah. 100, killing 100 people, you know, that, that's worth a badge, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but but they don't take into account the fact that Jason stands on the bridge of that of that starship and they... <laughs> They they misjudged their landing and they clipped the top and like explode an entire basically space station with thousands right. of people on board <laughs> and, and they just keep flying and they look back and they just watch like all of these people just disintegrate into space and then Jason like stabs somebody it's like well that just up Jason's kill count by like multiple A thousand. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah but other it's, than it's, that dude it's ridiculous man it's uh that's that's one i, I that i only watch in pieces i can't sit and watch the whole thing i just i don't know didn't do it for me it's not it's it's not good yeah it's it's not good what do you think of the reboot uh it was okay it was okay that's about as i actually i actually really enjoyed the reboot and here's mm. why. The biggest criticism I have heard, sorry, the biggest criticism I've heard from the reboot is, oh, it didn't break new ground. It didn't do anything new or interesting with Jason. And to which I say, I've been waiting for a, a return to form. <laughs> a proper part, like an a, a good, not a good, because I enjoyed part six. But when we're talking about yeah. like part six and seven are good, part eight on suck. Yeah, I would like a really good part five. 
to replace yeah. part five, but then have part five still be there. So if there was two lining up and be like, okay, well, this is the tangential part five and then the side side story part five. But no, just yeah. killing people in the woods. The reboot really kind of was that. Yeah. It didn't it didn't try to break new ground. It was just well, it was it was the reset. I mean, that's that's why it's called the reboot, right? Because you're trying to take a legendary iconic character and reintroduce it to a new audience and hope that it sticks. Yeah, you know, same thing they try to do with Texas Chainsaw, Nightmare on Elm Street, and these things are iconic for a reason already, and it's really hard to pull it off a second time. Uh, Texas Chainsaw probably got the closest, you know? Mm-hmm. I think the problem is, is they try to do them too soon. So, I don't know. Uh, we say that, but you're looking at maybe 20 years down the road redoing, but look at the distance between The Fly and then Cronenberg's Fly right. and how you kind of mesh those together. So maybe that's part of the problem is just trying to do them too soon because people still are watching the original Texas Chainsaw more than they are the remake. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, that's It's going to be hard. Yeah. It's going to be hard in the, in, the, in, in the brave new world to separate. Sometimes good is good enough. Right. And I think that's that's what we were talking about a week or two ago about having you know like stories written by committee yeah. versus stories written by writers. Yeah, it's like okay, well, you know, we have this you know this guy who steps into a chamber with a fly, and then he comes out of it, and then chaos ensues. Right. And then you have like forty different people on on iPhones being like, Well what if it's not a chamber and what if it's not a fly and what if it's not a guy? What if it's a girl? What if it's a uh dinosaur? What if it's a uh butterfly? And it's yeah. like by the end of it your vision for story is completely dissipated yeah. and gone. <clears throat> and then it comes out and it's like so and so just wrote the sequel. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I didn't do that. No. <laughs> like I didn't do that. I just completely didn't do that. Right. Because I I've seen I've seen uh, writers post their scripts on on Twitter or whatever, being like, "Nope, that wasn't me. This is this is the story I wrote." Right. <laughs> well, it it did not have that going on. <laughs> yeah. Leave me alone. And that's kind of the problem I have with, you know, when we talk about remakes and stuff all the time. Why not re- remake something that had the potential, the story was there, but it lacked either the acting or the direction or maybe even the effects? You know, there's a reason we don't remake Jaws. I mean, I know mm-hmm. one day they will, but it still works after all these years. That movie still works. But you take a movie like, I just covered Food of the Gods, right? Now that's a movie that you could take that idea with today's effects and stuff and a good cast, you can make a pretty banging movie out of that. But nobody's going to because it's not a name. You know, look look at the last uh, Child's Play game. Even though I kind of enjoyed the movie, they they used Child's Play because it's a name that's tangible, right? Mm-hmm. People will go see it just because they'll say, oh, I saw that back when I was a kid and blah, blah, blah. Right? And we're kind of in that trap now. It's the reason we're We've got another Ghostbusters coming out and all this stuff because 
we keep crapping on on the original ideas. The thing is, if and this is hidden back to last week, but if they would just make good ideas like Cobra Kai, like take the good idea, yeah, and continue with the good idea. Sure, you don't have to reboot. You don't have to reboot Daniel. Yeah. You don't have to reboot Johnny. Just yeah. move them forward in hey, time. If Jason, if Jason is still a force of nature. He's probably not dead now, right? He'd still be going. Right. So just pick it up and keep going. You don't have to go back and show him getting drowned again like we've seen four times now, you know? Dude, or every time they remake Superman. I'm like, dude, yep. if they want to make a Superman movie, they can cut half an hour out of it by yep. putting a little push-button thing in the theater. It's like, if you don't know who Superman is, come push a button. And <laughs> play that little clip from the 40s. <laughs> right. It'd be like... The last surviving son of a dying planet yeah, gets we... shot through space, lands on Earth, and becomes the super powerful champion. And you're like, okay, well then, right. here you go. That's all you need. Like, move on to... <laughs> yeah. And that, that that's... Spider-Man, the same way. How many times are we going to retell the, the beginning of Spider-Man? It's like, come on, we got Uncle it. Ben. We got it. <laughs> Mm. All right, man. I think I think we've hit the end of the hour. Yeah. So what's what's your favorite what's your favorite movie? I'm probably gonna go with four. I'm still going with four. It's got Corey Feldman in it. Yeah. It's got the Double Mint Twins in it. It's got uh, it's got Crispin Glover in it. It's got Crispin Glover's awesome dance. Yeah. It's got the Banana Chick in it. Yeah, that's right. Um. There's so many things about Par Four to love that we didn't even talk about, right? Because it's it's such a perfect movie; it deserves its own episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you should check out Part Four. Um, or let us know what let us know what your favorite one is. I mean, this is there's no right or wrong answer. Everybody likes different things. So, hey, if you like Part Five, if you like Part Eight, if you like Part Ten, more power to you, man. We're not we're not judging. <laughs> We just want you to be if part you like of the part conversation. Five, hit me up. Hit, hit me <laughs> up if you like part five. I'm still a fan. <laughs> but all right, I'm well, a fan of the girl this, doing the robot dance. That's that's about what I'm a fan right? of. <laughs> all right, so this this is the moving into our spooky season. So for the next several weeks, we're going to talk about things that are scary, things that are fun, things that are scary and fun. This has not become a horror movie podcast. It has probably become a horror podcast for the next, like, six weeks. <laughs> but um, tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us what you want to hear. And, uh, yep. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.